0: Welcome to Straight Up Sports, the podcast, Champions League edition. I'm Andrew Schaefer. In today's episode, uh, we're just going to talk Champions League soccer. Uh, We're going to preview the four games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Manchester United takes on PSG. Roma takes on Porto. Ajax takes on Real Madrid. And Tottenham Hotspurs take on Borussia Dortmund. So... Let me just give a little background on the Champions League. Basically, it's thirty-two teams get divided into eight groups. Uh, There are four, so basically that leaves there are four teams in each group. The top two teams from each group advance, and now we're in the round of sixteen, which is a knockout round. Basically, you play one leg at each at each each opposing team's stadium. Uh, You start in the second place team's stadium. Uh, for this round, you also cannot play against a team from your country, and you also cannot play a team from the same group. So, for example, Manchester United cannot play Juventus, but they also cannot play Manchester City. So that's just an example as to how this format works. So, obviously, these games are big for these clubs. Obviously, a lot of clubs want to win this, and realistically, there's probably only probably only about six or seven clubs that have a shot. Uh, So the first game that's going to go off, actually they both go off at the same time, I'm going to start with Roma and Porto. Um, In terms of the injury report for Roma, Under is a maybe. Olsen's a maybe as well, their goaltender. Um, Porto really doesn't have any serious injuries. Now I think this game could be very interesting. Porto had a fairly easy group uh, in Group D, you know, getting through with Schalke as well as uh, Galatasaray and Lokomotiv Moscow. Uh, they they got a huge break with their group, and I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Porto got an easy group, and they they sh- you know they're not going to beat Roma." They're a pretty dangerous team, Porto. I mean, you get to a knockout round of a Champions like I don't I don't care how easy your group is, it's going to be a difficult game, and Porto will make it tough for Roma. You know, even though Roma last year made the semifinals by beating Barcelona in what was probably the biggest miracle of a Champions League game. You know, it's it anything can happen in Champions League. And right now, you know, Roma's had their ups and downs. I mean, you know, Roma right now currently is in sixth in Serie A. Um uh, you know, I think most people expect them to be fifth or sixth right now, maybe even fourth, uh if you look at the preseason. You know, obviously you expect Juventus, Napoli and Inter to be up there. And then AC Milan, Roma, and Lazio kind of fighting it out for that 4, 5, and 6. So I guess Roma's kind of where they should be. Um, obviously, Roma has a lot of young talent. Um, El Sarawi, Jack and under. Uh, the biggest question, though, for me, for Roma is can Robin Olsen make big saves? Now, Robin Olsen can't go. Marante's going to go in net. Um, but the, they're going to need goaltending. They're going to need big saves. Um, they do have a pretty good defense with Kolarov and Florenzi, two of the best out there. But they need saves. And it's going to be very difficult because Igor Casillas is in goal for Porto. He was at one time a top goalie in the world for Real Madrid. Um, I am going to take Roma in this aggregate. I think they're going to get through. I think Porto will make it very, very close, though. So, however, um, I think people are underestimating how good Porto is. Um, I don't think Roma's going to overlook them by any means, because if they do, they're going to lose. Um, But I'm going to go with Roma. Uh, The next matchup on Tuesday uh, is PSG and Man United. Obviously a game near and dear to my heart, as I am a PSG fan. Um, As for the injury report for Manchester United, Fellaini is doubtful. He's out. Most likely Darmian is out as well. Hasn't played much this year anyway, but he's out. Um, PSG's got some pretty big names out. Neymar's out with a foot injury. Cavani's out with a thigh injury. And Thomas Monier has a concussion. So PSG's missing three guys who normally play a lot of minutes for them. Um, basically their depth is being tested right now. Um, they got Paredes, Lauren Paredes, in the, um, in the transfer window. And we'll see how it shakes out for PSG. I don't expect Paredes to start for them, um, they're going to play a 4-3-3, the usual. Um, they're going to go with Alves and Marquinhos in the midfield with Marco Verratti, who's not even going to play a full game because of his injuries. You know, the guy's been such a good midfielder for a long time, yet he gets injured every three seconds. Um, and Mbappe's going to play up top with Di Maria and Draxler. And then your defense will be Carrere, Thiago Silva, Kimpembe, and Juan Bernat. And then obviously John Luigi, Buffon, and Goal. Um, it's going to be a very tough game for PSG. Going to Old Trafford is not easy. Um, I'm actually going to take Man United to win this game, but I do believe that PSG will win the aggregate. Um, PSG right now is just not healthy. Uh, Man United's also playing really well. Since fighting Mourinho, they just they don't seem to lose. Pogba's been outstanding for them. Um, he's, he's been the catalyst for Man United. Um, I expect Man United to come out with a lot of energy, um, which is why Thomas Tuchel is probably going to go with more experience, um, even though they may not be the most skilled team out there, um, you know, with Paredes on the bench and and Musa Diaby on the bench and and some other guys on the bench, you know, it's you know they just they had they need all the experience they can get in a tough road game with a bunch of injuries and. You know injuries are a part of the sport unfortunately, um, but I do believe Manchester United will win this game two to one um but I do believe that p s g will end up winning the aggregate they'll win back at the park and the park to Prince, and I think they will pull it out now. I am a homer for p s g and honestly, I could see Manchester United pulling off the upset, you know man United, like I said, hasn't had the greatest of years, but since they fired Marino, they've been great and you know, Pogba's played well, um, you know, and they've changed, done some things to their starting lineup. They took out Romelu Lukaku. Um, now they're going with Rashford up top, which I like. I think he's a very good young player. Um, their midfield's pretty strong. The, biggest, the weakest part of their team is their defense, but David De Gea is a top-five goalie in the world. And when you have that back there, it's a, it's a big help, and he's going to be the key to the whole team, I think. He's going to have to bail out the defense just left and right, and, you know, he's going to be tested a lot. Um, I don't know how much PSG is going to test him on Tuesday, but PSG will test him at the park for sure. So we'll see what happens there. As I mentioned, I am going with Manchester United. Um, so let's go to Wednesday's games. Uh, we'll start with uh, Dortmund and Tottenham. Um, a lot of big injuries in this one. Marco Royce is out for Dortmund. That's a big loss for them. He's probably their best player um, Tottenham may be without their two best, two of their three best players in Harry Kane and Dele Alley. Um, Dele Alli's out, you know, he's been out recently and Harry Kane's been out for a while. The Harry Kane is training, but Harry Kane was not expected to play in this game, but he would play in the Premier League game. Um, and Eric Dyer is day to day. He has a, he has a stomach virus, obviously another important defensive midfielder. Hasn't, you know, probably had the year he's wanted. I don't think Tottenham, I mean, Tottenham is third in the Premier League, so it's not like they've had a bad year. But I think a lot of people feel that they're overrated and, you know, they they probably go a lot further in tournaments than they should because of matchups and fortunate things. Um, I think this game could be very close. It could end in a draw um, at Wembley Stadium. Um, again, Tottenham is a very dangerous team. Even without Kane and Alley, you still have Son and Erickson and and uh, Sissoka Winks, Lucas Mora. I mean, they, they still have talent. Loris in goal, their defense is pretty solid. Um, you know, Dortmund without Royce, it's going to be interesting. They're probably going to play Alcacer, obviously, at striker. Um, you know, you still have Christian Pelusic, uh, Jaden Sancho, who's been excellent for them this year. Axel Witzel was a great pickup. Um, you know, so they, they've had some interesting times and. Again, I think for Dortmund, when they're fully healthy, the key, I think, is the same as Roma. you got to get stops from Ronan Berkey. And for him, I I think he just he has to make saves to I them. And he has all year. Dortmund's leading the Bundesliga for a reason. They've been outstanding. So uh, I'm going to take Dortmund to win the aggregate because I believe they will win back in their home building. Um, while Tottenham probably seems like a deeper team based on because they have more names, I actually like Dortmund because they're younger and they're actually a little bit quicker than Tottenham. And Tottenham has this thing where they seem to choke in big games. So I'm going to ride that. I'm going to take Dortmund to win uh, the aggregate. Um, just to go back really quickly to PSG and Man United, the the key player for PSG for me um, is Edinson Cavani. You know you know Neymar's going to show up. Mbappe's probably going to show up. Um, but for me, Cavani has somewhat had some moments – where he's had some chances to finish, and he just hasn't been able to do it. He's gonna have to bury those chances for PSG when he's healthy, if he's healthy, to play in those games. Um, for me, the key player for Tottenham, uh, if he's healthy, it's Harry Kane, I and mean, there's no question he's, you know, he's a very good player. I think some people might have him top ten striker in the world. I, I don't know if I do, but he's an excellent player. Um, you know, obviously. Um, a homegrown guy from England, you know, they're going to support him through and through. Um, but but Tottenham's a very deep team, uh, you know, um, with a lot of talent. They could certainly do this. They took Juventus to the wire last year, so I, I think they could certainly get it done. But I'm going to trust Dortmund. That I know Dortmund's had the better year overall anyway, um, so I'm going to take Dortmund to win. Um, The last game that's being played on Wednesday is Ajax and Real Madrid. Um, Isco, it doesn't seem like he's going to go. Now, he's had some issues with Real Madrid. It sounds like he's leaving. He may go to Juventus or Man City or whatever team he decides to go to. It doesn't sound like he's going to be around much longer. But he's actually out with an injury. Um, for Ajax, the big loss is De Jong. He's out. Um, Tim uh, Frankie De Jong is out, most likely. And that's a big loss. Um, even though he's signed to play for Barcelona in the summer, you still need him. He is a very young player, but he is probably one of, if not their best player. Um, I am gonna take Real Madrid to win the aggregate. Um, originally I would have gone with Ix. This was actually a really tough game for me to pick. Um, but with the De Jong injury, I just I I, I don't I don't see them advancing past Real Madrid. And Madrid is starting to play better. Um, they beat Atletico Madrid, um, in their most recent La Liga game. And you know Atletico Madrid's a very very good team. They're playing Juventus next week and. Um, you know we'll have a preview show next week, preview uh, episode next week for those games. Um, but I'm gonna take Real Madrid. I mean, they have all the experience. I know they don't have Ronaldo anymore, but when you still have a, a defense of Ramos, Marcelo, Varane, Carvajal, that's very tough to beat. Midfield of Modric, Cruz, Casemiro, you know, Isco, even when he's healthy, I, they're just they're really strong. I think the question is, for me, is how much are the young players going to play a role? Guys like Vinicius Jr. and uh, Itzola, like like How are those younger players going to play a role for for Real Madrid? And if I'm Real Madrid, I'm starting Keylor Navas. Listen, Cartois not had a great year. Um, Navas won the four out of five titles. I know he really didn't do much for them, but he's the guy I would go with in goal if I'm... Uh, Real Madrid there. Uh, You know, I I think the key for them, um, again, they have a lot of talent. um, But I'm expecting big things from this team. I mean, I know people are saying, oh, they haven't had a great year in La Liga. They're going to lose early. Listen, they've won four or five titles. They are still the team to beat. You know, until they lose, they're the team to beat. And while I don't expect them to win it this year... I think there's a chance they could get to a semifinal, depending on who they play in the quarterfinal. You know, if they get a Roma, uh, if they do get a Roma, or if they do get, you know, a Porto, uh, if they get Man U, you know, like there, there's teams they can beat. Um, I certainly think Real Madrid's a very dangerous team. Um, you know, obviously Gareth Bale, uh, Marco Asensio is a great player, Modric, Ramos. Marcelo was one of the best outlet passers as a defender. Uh, he's more of an offensive player anyway. But they're just really, really tough to beat, especially at the Bernabeu. It's one of the most intimidating stadiums out there. Um, but I'm going to take Real Madrid. I, I, just, I think they're too strong up front. And I, I just think they have so much depth compared to Ajax. I, again, as I said before, a lot of people want Ajax to win. I do as well. But without De Jong, it's going to be very difficult to beat them. Um, he's one of the one of the better younger players out there in today's game. So I am going to take Real Madrid. So it's a recap, um, really quickly. I am taking Dortmund over Tottenham. Uh, I'm taking Manchester United to win the game on Tuesday, but PSG to win the aggregate. I am taking uh, Roma to win their aggregate and Real Madrid to win their aggregate as well. Um, I do, like as I mentioned, I think PSG Man United will be close. Porto Roma will be fairly close. I think Real Madrid will handle Ajax. Um, and I think Dortmund will handle Tottenham at, at home. I think on the road could be a struggle. But at home, and they should be fine in the cage. And uh, as I mentioned, it's the Champions League. Anything can happen. Anybody can win or lose. Just look what happened with Roma. Look what happened with PSG a few years ago against Barcelona. Anything can happen. And, uh, you know, these teams can't overlook to the next opponent because they don't even know who they're playing. You know, they, like, as, as I mentioned before, the ran, the matchups are done randomly. So nobody knows who they're playing in the quarterfinal. So there's no reason for any team to overlook because they don't know who they're playing. Um, so next week, um, we'll put out another episode here um, to preview uh, the next matchups, which are Barcelona-Leon... Uh, Liverpool and Bayern, which will be a great matchup, obviously. Um, Man City and Schalke and Juventus and Atletico Madrid. Um, you know, just to give a little preview of that, you know, obviously Barcelona's got a ton of pressure on them. We'll see how Messi can handle it. They're obviously on a mission to try to win it this year after losing to Roma last year in the quarterfinal. Um, you know, Juventus... Obviously, getting Cristiano Ronaldo, a lot of pressure there on him to try to bring it home for Juventus. But Atletico Madrid is a very dangerous team, and I would not sleep on them at all. Um, you know, Liverpool and Bayern a great, great matchup. Muller's not going to play, but Liverpool's got a bunch of injuries, and we'll see if Liverpool can overcome it or if Bayern's experience is going to be too much for them. You know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but so that's it for this this week's edition um, of the Champions League. Um, I know a lot of people can't watch because they're at work and, you know, people got jobs and a life and I get it. Um, you know, but as I mentioned, I know, I, I know a lot of people that love soccer. Um, I didn't like soccer for a long time, you know, but when you watch – if you want to watch great soccer – you put on the Champions League. This is as good as it gets in terms of club soccer. Um, obviously, the World Cup is a different story, but this is the best tournament out there. Um, if you want to get into soccer, um, pick a club, pick your favorite player, and go for it. Um, you know, I I picked PSG because Edinson Cabani was one of my favorite players at the time when I used to play FIFA games and all that stuff and. You know that's kind of how I got known to it. I also have, like I said, a bunch of friends who are big soccer fans, and um, you know, so they obviously got me into it as well. So I highly recommend it if you're not into soccer and you, you've been saying, hey, you know, I really want to try to to get into soccer. This is the stuff to watch. Champions League is where it's at. You know, it's one of the most viewed tournaments out there, and um, I highly recommend it. Um, so for this edition, a uh, straight of straight up sports. I hope you all enjoy it. Again, you can subscribe on. On Apple, Spotify, and Google. You can also listen to it on Anchor, which is the app that I record on. Um, again, if you want to start a podcast, I highly recommend it. It's real easy. All you gotta do is hit record and it just starts going, which is what I'm doing right now. So uh, for straight up sports the podcast, I hope again, I hope you guys all all enjoy it. And you know, I highly recommend opinions and everything. I would love to, you know, get some feedback. I'm Andrew Schaefer, and this is Straight Up Sports.